to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. So first and foremost, thank you guys so much for being really patient with the on again, off again of the episodes of the show. If you're new here, typically the shows release on Thursday and Sunday of each week. And if you do not follow me on social media, you might not know that I accidentally spilled tea on my laptop keyboard a couple weeks ago. And so I had to send my laptop away. And when I sent my laptop away, away went all of the pre-recorded episodes that I had scheduled to upload and the software, the recording software and the editing software that I use to upload the show. So got my computer back and so I'm hoping that we can get back into the regular flow of podcast releases on Thursdays and Sundays. As I mentioned a few episodes ago, the spring for me has been incredibly busy. So I'm really hoping as summer comes along, we can kind of settle back into the flow of episodes. Thank you guys for being really, really patient with the on again, off again. And so in this episode, I wanted to explore something that I had explored a little bit in episode 123, season two, episode 123, Amplifying the Inner Persecutor. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that episode. I took a little section from the fifth Harry Potter movie and connected it to some of Donald Cowshed's writing about the inner persecutor and the self-care system in the traumatized individual. And so last weekend I was watching The Lord of the Rings for the first time actually. I grew up watching Harry Potter so I really was never interested in Lord of the Rings but going through this depth psychological and mythological program I really am interested in these different motifs that show up in movies and so I watched Lord of the Rings through that lens and it was really interesting because there was this scene and I'm going to take a clip of it out and put it into the podcast but there's this scene where Smeagol, if you guys know the the little creature Smeagol, he comes up against his shadow Gollum. I always recommend people read Memories, Dreams, and Reflections because it's it's Jung's story of navigating through his early life and his works, and it's just a really interesting way to like get into Jung and understand more about some of 
the background of where he was coming from. But a big part in memories, dreams, and reflections is Jung's early recognition that there are two sides to his personality, personality one and personality two. And these personalities kind of have different value systems. And when you hear that, it kind of sounds a little bit like a schizophrenic individual. But the difference between all of us who have multiple different shades of personalities in the unconscious and someone who is suffering from schizophrenia, there, there's more stability in the ego between those multiple personalities. And so the ego doesn't get completely consumed, possessed, and identified with each personality. I think it's important because each and every one of us has different sides to ourself that have different values. And this is something that Rick and I talked about in our last episode when we were talking about um, complexes and being gripped by a complex. And an important point that we brought up in that episode was the importance of recognizing that there is more to the psyche than just your sense of I, who you think you are. And I think that when we're talking about these different shades of personalities and these different parts of ourselves that have different value systems, I think it's really important to open up that that could be the case within each of us because we try to identify in one specific way and typically the way that we identify is the way that we get validated or we feel successful in life. But typically we get to a point in our lives where we experience loss, rejection, we are hitting roadblocks, things are kind of falling apart with that particular identification. And that's where typically these neuroses come up. And so in this episode, I want to share with you a part from the Lord of the Rings movie where it amplifies this kind of split in Smeagol and it's the, the, the conversation between Smeagol and Gollum. So if you've never seen Lord of the Rings, um, Smeagol is the, it's the, the name in reference to the original version of the character who found this ring. And before he found this ring of power, he was more innocent, connected to nature, just connected in general. And so he eventually became corrupted by this ring. So this this ring holds so much power that it fractured the sense of self of Smeagol and kind of split it off into the sha- shadows. And he became identified as Gollum. And Gollum is, is that who was corrupted by the ring of power on the dark side of the ring of power so i'm going to play a little section from the lord of the rings where this conversation ensues between these different sides of the personality the smeagol side and the Gollum side and notice the the back and forth where this the smeagol part wants to be connected and he wants to transcend all of this this inflated desire for power and Gollum is trying to feed on his weakness and feed on his innocence and prove to him that he can't trust other people and that Gollum actually is the only reason why he's here today and I think this is a really interesting dynamic that I spoke about in 
the episode of Amplifying the Inner Persecutor where I amplified the Harry Potter movie in the Harry Potter movie where Voldemort um, tries to feed on Harry Potter's weaknesses to get him to identify with the darkness. And that's something that happens a lot in trauma. In Trauma in the Soul, Cowshed said, says, it turns out that neurotic suffering never ends because it is kept alive by an inner factor. And among other things, this inner factor will not let a normal affect cycle complete itself. And I want you to keep that in mind as you listen to this, where this suffering of Smeagol is kept alive by the inner factor of Gollum because Gollum will not allow Smeagol to feel, to feel connected and to reclaim the innocence that was inherent before he got caught up in the ring of power. So enjoy this little clip and I will come back with a few notes in how we can relate this to an experience of trauma. Cheat you, hurt you, lie. Master's my friend. You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Not listening. Not listening. You're a liar. And a thief. No. Murderer. Get away. Go away! <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Where would you be without me? Ellen! Ellen! I saved us. It was me. We survived because of me! Not anymore. What did you say? to link the video version of that sound clip in via youtube in the link in the show notes because i think it's important that you see this back and forth between the different sides of the personality and you can really tell by the vocal tones which part is is smeagol and which part is Gollum. and if you paid attention you could hear that you know, Smeagol was kind of bidding for release from this inner factor. He was saying, you know, Master is here to take care of us. Well, that that implies that Frodo, the hero that has come through to carry the ring of power, 
is is actually there to befriend and take care of Smeagol. And you can see that Gollum, the the side of the personality that's inflated with power, that is the personified inner factor who prevents recovery. Um, it's the part that turns the suffering, the part that turns Smeagol's suffering into inner violence and it creates this inner hell which he tries to get Smeagol to identify with so that he feels as if no hope can enter and this creates a really deep disconnected space and a depressive position in our psyche and anybody who has experienced trauma or suffers with PTSD or any anything in the nature of inner conflict feels into what these how intense these inner dialogues can get within ourselves where there's part of ourselves that's like I really want to do things differently there's another part that is is preventing the the integration the healing the recovery from the traumatic experience and it's trying to convince the innocent part that it cannot make it without the hatred without the violence without the suffering you know you could hear Gollum say you have no friends without me you wouldn't be anything and so it's it's a really it's a really hard inner conflict to contain and that that's actually a lot of what I see in my practice with individuals is when we're doing trauma healing and we're doing nervous system work there's a part of the personality that is so scared that if space and new life were to enter into the psyche, that the psyche would fragment again in the way that it fragmented during the traumatic experience. And there's not a lot of trust in the psyche to regulate itself without that inner factor, that inner persecutor. And so that's why it's really important when you're doing trauma work to go very, very slowly because you're taking little pieces of innocence and connection and curiosity and weaving that into the traumatized psyche. So you're not avoiding the voice of Gollum. You're creating a counter vortex of resource so that when the voice of Gollum shows up in you that feeds on power that feeds on disconnection that feeds on hatred there's a counter vortex inside of you that has enough trust and safety around connection around resource around feeling the feelings in the body the affect in the body and there can be this weaving together of both sides. And so I want to read you this quote by Jung. Um, he says, The principal aim of psychotherapy is not to transport the patient to an impossible state of happiness, but to help him acquire steadfastness and philosophical patience in the face of suffering. Life demands for its completion and fulfillment a balance between joy and sorrow. But because suffering is positively disagreeable, people naturally prefer not to ponder how much fear and sorrow 
fall to the lot of man. So, so they speak soothingly about progress and the greatest possible happiness, forgetting that happiness is itself poisoned if the measure of suffering has not been fulfilled. Behind a neurosis, there is so often concealed all the natural necessary suffering that the patient has been unwilling to bear. And so what the process of, of nervous system integration and trauma healing from this depth psychological perspective is saying is that it's not the pursuit of happiness that all the trauma becomes healed. It's this slow integration and increase in the capacity of the psyche to tolerate suffering to be with loss to be with pain to be with betrayal that is inherent in our human process and to allow ourselves to remain connected to the depth of life during those those times oftentimes we've experienced big experiences of suffering and not had adequate resources or support to complete that cycle of emotion that needed to complete. And that's what the process of trauma healing is really about, is teaching the psyche that it can regulate itself through that cycle of emotion that is was once perceivably intolerable, but now we can slowly integrate these little pieces of emotion and affect and allow them in their full expression slowly so that the body has a capacity to regulate itself in a safe, contained, and supportive way. And so, again, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to episode 123, Amplifying the Inner Persecutor, and this kind of goes together nicely with this episode. You can have a nice amplification through these movies, through these stories, through these myths of how it feels to navigate the world with the traumatized psyche, and hopefully these conversations, I, I feel like I'm not getting to a specific point that's like an ending point but again this podcast is about circling around topics so that maybe I said something in episode 123 that weaves in nicely with something I said in this podcast and it a light bulb goes off and you have this aha moment of something that was once disconnected starts to feel deeper resonance and so that's really my only hope here. And this topic and the things that I'm speaking about here are pulled from Donald Kalshed's work from Trauma and the Soul and his defensive self-care system um, model and working with trauma and weaving that into the somatic experiencing work I do with individuals. So I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. Again, I encourage you to go back and watch the YouTube version of the clip that I included in today's episode. And with that being said, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk on Thursday. Bye guys.